are listening to the Daily Roundup here as part of the Reality Steve podcast. I'm your host, Reality Steve. Thank you all for tuning in. Good show for you heading into the weekend. We're going to talk about Chris Harrison's podcast for a little bit. I finally saw the number that he's promoting to call in and leave a question or comment or message. Boy, am I tempted. (laughs) Uh, We're going to talk about coming out for love. I want to make a couple clarifications uh, from what I said yesterday. And I'm going to talk a little bit more about the challenge and some other stories going on in Bachelor Nation. And we'll get to that momentarily. As you know, this podcast brought to you by Green Chef. Green Chef makes eating well easy with plans to fit every lifestyle. Go to greenchef.com slash realitysteve60 and use code realitysteve60 to get 60% off plus free shipping. That's greenchef.com slash realitysteve60. Use code realitysteve60 to get 60% off plus free shipping. Also... This podcast is brought to you by Love and Pies from Trail Mix Games. For a tasty mix of love and drama, download Love and Pies for free today. That's Love and Pies, free to download in the App Store or Google Play. And finally, this podcast also sponsored by Coming Out for Love, the first all-female dating competition show in the U.S. premiering on Valentine's Day. Follow the first bachelorette internet sensation, Amber Whittington, as she dates a diverse group of 16 women all vying for her heart, go to comingoutforlove.com, click the watch button in the top right-hand corner, purchase whatever bundle you'd like, use promo code REALITYSTEVE for 15% off your order, and you're all set for the 16-episode season pass. All right, let's start there actually real quick because a couple of you emailed me yesterday in regards to coming out for love And maybe the way I described it was maybe a little confusing. It shouldn't be all that confusing, but I could see where maybe you did. What they're going to do is on Tuesday, on Valentine's Day, they're going to have a launch of the show, a live launch where you can see people that are involved with the show, and then they're going to show the first episode. If you happen to miss that live, that's okay. It doesn't mean anything. It'd be great if you joined, but I'll be in it, but it doesn't... um, require you to be there. You can sign up whenever, just like I said uh, in the ad there. Just go to comingoutforlove.com, click watch here or scroll down, choose a bundle. And once you sign up, just use my promo code, RealitySteve, you get 15% off. What any If you miss anything on Tuesday, that's fine. They're going to replay the first episode on Saturday. But it's once Saturday comes around, the 18th, from that point forward, it's just like any streaming service. Once the episode is up, you can watch it whenever. No, you don't have to watch it when it goes up or you have 24 hours to watch it. It's just that this isn't a binge show. It's going to be on every Saturday for the next four months. You're going to get a new episode. You can watch it whenever. So just wanted to make that uh, clear to a lot of people because I know a couple of you emailed me. And um, I'll email you back as well because you might miss this podcast. But that's just the way to go. Comingoutforlove.com. Choose whatever bundle you'd like. Type in the promo code REALITYSTEVE at sign out. You'll get 15% off, and you go from there. And I really hope a lot of you um, <clears throat> listened to my interview yesterday with Nicole Kahn, the creator and director of it, because, you know, she was great and got a really nice email from her after the fact. And I had to apologize to her, and it pissed me off that I did this. I didn't do it in the open, but when I recorded the show, I said LGTBQ. A few times, even though it fucking was looking right at me on my screen in my notes, LGBTQ, like I didn't want to screw it up that bad. And I did. And I told her, and she's like, Steve, don't worry about it. 
I think she even made a joke of us. You know, lesbians will complain about anything is what she said. Something along those lines. And she goes, it's not that big of a deal, but I, I get what you were. I, I appreciate you apologizing. And yeah, it was just a stupid slip up on my part. I know it's LGBTQ, but when you say that so fast, sometimes for whatever reason, I've always, for some reason, put the T before the B. I don't know why, uh, but that's why I wrote it in my notes in like giant letters in like 24 size font I put. And yet I was literally looking at my screen and then I was listening to the podcast back. I didn't even realize I was saying that while I was interviewing. Uh, Nicole, I had no idea. And I'm listening to it back, and I'm like, Steve, you kept saying LGTBQ. It's bothered me. I'm sorry. Um, but thank God it uh, didn't turn out to be a big deal. Obviously, I meant uh, no disrespect to the community. And uh, I know uh, to say LGBTQ from here on out. I said it in the open. and um, But, yeah. Anyway, I, ho- I really hope you liked that interview, and I hope that clears it up. Um the Tuesday launch is just for people that want to see it first. You know, it's almost like a, an exclusive look and it's a live launch party. But once, if you happen to miss that, that's fine. The show will basically start on Saturday, the 18th. And then every Saturday for the next four months, you get a new episode. You can watch it whenever. So like I said, go to coming choose the bundle you want to uh, watch. It gives you six months access and type in promo code REALITYSTEVE, 15% off your order, and you're all set uh, for the 16-episode season pass. So remember a couple weeks ago when Chris Harrison had his second episode? Well, not the one. Remember, he released two on the first time, the first uh, week. But then his second week, he said he was going to take questions and comments from the listeners. And I was like, and he did. And he played these voice messages. But I was like, where are they leaving this voice? I, I didn't see them promote any sort of where to call uh, he wasn't giving out his own phone number and transferring those voice messages over to his podcast. I was so confused on the whole thing. Well, yesterday during his Instagram story, he gave out a phone number to where he said, hey, you know, for the next episode, leave your messages and questions and comments. And if, hey, if you didn't see it, write this number down for you. 877-24-DRAMA. 877-24-DRAMA. That's 877-243-7262. <laughs> don't think I am not tempted to call this thing. Would it ever make it on the air? No, <laughs> but um, I am tempted, you know, um, just to fuck with it. Uh, no, nah, I'm not going to do that. Um, yeah, anything I leave, uh, not that I would identify myself. Cause I don't think these people are. Maybe they are doing. I don't know if they're identifying themselves. If I were to just be, you know, call that number. Hey, Chris, it's Steve, big fan. Would love to hear your take on uh, this and just say something, you know, generic. I still don't think it would get on. I really don't. Um, <laughs> but, yeah, I he for the first time, I was like, oh, I actually gave out a number. Makes sense. Got it. Did not, I did not realize that. And, again, that number, 877-24-DRAMA, pretty easy to remember. You just got to remember that uh, the eight the the free prefix eight seven seven and for me I mean my favorite television show of all time is twenty four and then we know the Bachelor has drama twenty four drama simple right all right there's a lot of Bachelor Nation stories uh, to get to and these are just almost like it's like a news item and I know that Dave Neal covered all these but Dave and I have been talking about these things on voice message for the last two or three days, and I realized I didn't really uh, 
didn't really talk about a lot of them. Um, the fact that Victoria Fuller is launching a podcast called Uncensored Saints. I have no idea what this podcast is going to be about. I think she did a uh, an open to it. Honestly, I did not listen. Maybe it described what this is, this is going to be. I'm sure it's just talking about you know love and relationships. I don't think this is going to be a you know tea spilling podcast whatsoever. I'm sure she'll talk about some of the things that happened on the show and whatnot. And I thought I read somewhere. Maybe she did say it when someone asked her that she was just saying like, oh, there's been stuff out there about me. Now it's finally my turn to, you know, set the record straight or have my own voice. And, you know, again, I, there's nothing there's nothing more I'm going to say. I don't care what she says on the podcast. It's I expect her to defend herself. I expect her to say certain things didn't happen. She knows they did. And, you know, um, she's she's just very lucky that the uh, the women in question that I spoke with in regards to everything um, don't want to put their name, don't even want to come out anonymously, um, or they are anonymously, but don't want to put their name behind it and share or allow me to share the things that I have in my possession in regards to it. So it's, look, it's old, it's an old story. Uh, you know, this was, she was on Peter season and, you know, they filmed that in 2019 is when this stuff was said. It's been four years, you know, since that and or three and a half since they were filming Peter season. So it, it's not something that I plan on dragging up again. It's one of these things where if she brings it up and talks about it, you know, maybe we'll address it, but there's nothing else I can do because I don't have the permission of the women involved to share anything. So it is what it is. I'm sure she'll defend herself while she's at it. Maybe she can defend the uh, White Lives Matter brand, even though, yes, we're well aware it was fish. But, you know, talk about at a time when the country was most sensitive that you decided to, you know, actually model for a, <laughs> a company that had the White Lives Matter branding on it. Yes, I'm aware it was about fish. I get it. But read the room. You know, another thing that, you know, we talked about the the Nick, what Nick said about, you know, people haven't liked The Bachelor since me, and I gave my, you know, pretty candid thoughts about that yesterday. But... The other thing that's going back and forth with, man, Nick and Caitlin, not that I expect them to be BFFs, but these two just cannot get on the same page with things that happened in their relationship. Now, from what I took from when Caitlin was on the Not Skinny But Not Fat podcast, she was basically saying that the producer sexualized Nick to her. I read you the quote that the producer said. I don't have it in front of me, but it was basically like licking her lips and you know, saying like, oh my God, I can't, you know, what it would be like to kiss Nick Vile. And, and it's just like, okay, very weird. And then Nick seemed to take offense to that and says he's got receipts, but he doesn't want to go there in regards to Caitlin. Basically saying like, well, Caitlin's saying now that she was never attracted to me. And I never got that from Caitlin's interview. I never took it as, oh, Caitlin's now backtracking and saying she never was attracted to Nick, never liked Nick. Anything like that. I never took it that way when I was listening to the podcast. I thought she was just saying, like, they got in her head and made him out to be more than maybe what she thought he was. Not any sort of 
like, oh my God, I, I can't believe I liked that guy. I don't think that that's what she was saying, but Nick, obviously being the most sensitive Sally in the world, took it that way. And I, I you know, I, you know, there, I don't know what what else there is to say about it because I didn't see it the way Nick did. But I heard Caitlin on that podcast, and yeah, she did say that. Um, she did not congratulate him when he got engaged to Natalie because his whole thing is don't text your ex. And so she didn't. And she said, if we got invited, we'd go to the wedding. And now Nick's like, well, no, she's not getting an invite. It's just like, <laughs> these two just, uh, oil and water. These two, they just can't seem to land on the same page on anything. And, you know, I don't, I don't expect Nick to invite her to the, to his wedding. Uh, they're not close. So it would be weird. And maybe Caitlin shouldn't have said that and hinted that if I did get one, I'd still go like that probably set Nick off a little bit, but the whole thing, I didn't think she was taking as much of a shot at him in that podcast. She was just saying like, look, they really hyped him up to me. And this is exactly with what one of the producers did slash said. And you know, that's something to where we're not there. I don't think Caitlin made that up, but I also didn't take it as Nick took it as she doesn't like she she's admitting now or she's trying to cover for herself and basically say she really wasn't that attracted to me. And Nick's basically coming back and saying, look, you know, there was stuff after the fact that I've got receipts and all that. And boy, for a guy who called me out for having receipts and stuff, he really loves talking about the fact that he has receipts, sometimes even bringing them out. But whatever. Anyway. That's the Nick and Caitlin stuff. I it seems it seems like every I don't know month or two we get one of them saying something about the other in regards to Caitlin's season. You know, he talked about wow, Caitlin says she was brainwashed. I could pretty much say I was brainwashed and led to believe something that wasn't. And I was just like, oh my gosh, these two are never going to end, are they? I don't know, but it doesn't seem like it's ending anytime soon. Uh, the other story which was interesting was Rachel Reckia. Uh, announcing on her social media that she is having upcoming uh, breast reduction surgery and was asking people about who she should talk to. Like, I don't I don't know who Rachel has spoken to in the franchise, but we know of two within the last, what, 12 to 15 months that have got a reduction. Uh, Jenna Cooper did, and so did Claire Crawley. So I don't know if Rachel's reached out to either of them, but I don't know, Rachel, if you're listening... <laughs> Uh, those would be two to to definitely reach out to because they've both gotten it uh, done and were both very um, public about it and shared their stories on social media about it. So I don't know if Rachel is – it sounded like she was still looking for a doctor or maybe she found one. I didn't – I'll be honest. I did not listen to the whole thing. I just know that that's what her – what she went on to announce the other day is that she's planning on getting one. And she's wanted one for a long time since she was, I think, 17. And now that she's got the money to, she wants to do it. And that seems to be where it's at. I don't know if she has spoken to either of those two women, but she probably should. And maybe someone can relay that to her if she doesn't know that both Claire and Jenna Cooper have both had it done. Both within the last you know, year to 18 months. Last few minutes here, I wanted to wrap up and talk about the challenge from the other night. I know I talked about it briefly yesterday, and my whole thing was I spent a lot of time just talking about Jordan 
and the way he treated Anissa, and I didn't really understand it. And, you know, his reputation precedes him. This isn't the first time he's treated women horribly on that show. There's a lot of guys in that franchise that have had some awful behavior towards women on that show. You've probably heard all the stories. It's just not appropriate. You would think Jordan and, you know, as I said, great competitor, one of the best challenge competitors ever. I get that he's in a final and he's very close to winning a lot of money, but what he was saying to Anissa, especially in the position that she was in, not that it mattered. I mean, he shouldn't have been talking to her anyway, whether she rolled her ankle or not, but Jesus Christ, the woman's got a purple ball on the bottom of her foot sticking out of the side of her ankle. And, you know, he's yelling at her and he's telling her to, you know, suck it up. And it just, it looked horrible. I know he sat on it and then the next morning he treated her differently, but, you know, the the damage was already done. And just awful look all around. Just not not a good look whatsoever. I don't know why Jordan has to act this way constantly, um, but... You know, that seems to be the way that's that's how he gets in these games. And I don't want to hear I don't want to chalk it up to competitiveness anymore. It's just called it's called human decency, you know. But the other thing I wanted to talk about was the whole I'm still confused on this final. Because, yes, I understand it's timed things, but. When Nani and Bananas finished the, you know, the plate of pasta and the ice cream, they were now the leaders. And they said, well, Nani and Bananas are now the leaders. And I think that's where we ended. Nani and Bananas finished first, and then I think Anissa and Jordan finished second, and Tori and Devin went third. Maybe it's the other way around. But we know Nani and Bananas are now the leaders heading into next week's episode, which is the finale. But yet, I think that just means they get to leave first whenever the next stage starts, which is how Wednesday's episode happened where George, uh, where Tori and Devin got to leave first, but they never gave Haven't they usually given us a time, like how much of a head start they get because they got to leave first. And then, and then Jordan and Anissa got to leave second and bananas and Nani got to leave third. And yet they had caught up to them by the time they got to the next puzzle. So it's like, what What exactly, what kind of advantage are you getting by finishing first? Nani and Bananas are now the new leaders. Great. They'll get to leave first at the next stage. Great. How much further do they get ahead of everybody else? Because we can't tell in this edited version when Nani and Bananas finished, did they finish two minutes before Tori and Devin? Did they finish 15 minutes before them? I We cannot tell. There's no timer. And it's not like it's a cumulative, it doesn't look like, because they now said Nani and Bananas are in first place. So it's not a cumulative thing. It's whoever's leading once you get to a stage and whoever finishes first. It's like, okay, now we know that they're going to leave first. But how much of a lead do they get? What is it based on? I, I would think it's based on how many more minutes they finished ahead of Tori and Devin in the eating challenge. And Jordan and Nisa will leave third based on how far behind they finished behind Tori and Devin. But I'm so confused because they're not giving us anything, really. Did any of you catch that? I don't know. Maybe I'm missing something here. But again, I'm so confused <laughs> on this challenge final. I, it just seems to be different than other ones. Yes, we've never had a 100-hour final before, but it just seems like, hey, yeah, you'll get a start at the beginning, but it, that seems so irrelevant. And it doesn't even matter 
how fast you finish before anybody else because as long as they catch you and they finish the latest challenge before you do or stop, whatever you want to call it, it doesn't matter. Then they're the new leader. The whole thing is so weird to me. If anybody knows, please let me know because I'm confused. So that'll do it. I really appreciate you listening. Again, please rate, subscribe, and review in Apple Podcasts. It is very much appreciated. As always, we'll be back on Monday with another daily roundup. I hope you have a great Super Bowl weekend. Eat a lot of garbage on Super Bowl Sunday. That's what I plan on doing. Uh, But anyway, go Eagles. (laughs) And I will talk to you Monday with yet another daily roundup. See you!